0: This morning's reading is from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 10, verses 12 to 22. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I am giving you today for your own good. To the Lord your God belongs the heavens, even the highest heavens, the earth and everything in it. Yet the Lord set his affections on your ancestors and loved them and he chose you, their descendants, above all the nations as it is today. Circumcise your hearts, therefore, and do not be stiff-necked any longer, for the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality and accepts no bribes. He defends the cause of the fatherless and the widow and loves the foreigner residing among you. Giving them food and clothing. And you are to love those who are foreigners, for you yourselves were foreigners in Egypt. Fear the Lord your God and serve him. Hold fast to him and take your oaths in his name. He is the one you praise, he is your God who performed for you those great and awesome wonders you saw with your own eyes your ancestors went down into Egypt were 70 in all and now the Lord your God has made you as numerous as the stars in the sky
1: let me pray loving God we thank you that you're a God of of deep compassion and unfathomable love We come before you today and we ask that you would open our hearts and open our minds so that we might be transformed by your spirit to be a people of incredible generosity, of of great welcome and and love of our neighbours. We pray this for your glory. Amen. Well, as I shared before, um, it's been an incredible privilege um, over many years to be able to walk alongside people who have been forcibly displaced from their homelands. There's many reasons this happens, whether it's political instability and turmoil, climate catastrophe, poverty, war. Um, But people have to flee, and they flee often in a big hurry, And so it's been a privilege to be able to walk alongside them at those moments of of deep pain. This work has taken many forms, um, from social enterprise um, kind of businesses in the slums of Kenya um, to running an English language school, Uh, to working alongside schools and churches and community groups to help them understand what's actually going on in the world that causes people to flee. Um, But also trauma healing work and equipping churches like yours to know how we can be a part of the solution, how we can fulfil our biblical mandate to welcome the stranger in the land, to love our neighbours. And it is with deep joy that all of this work has brought me to the point now of being able to be the founder and CEO of Embrace Sanctuary Australia. And we're all about wanting to empower those who are seeking refuge and cultivating communities to which those people can belong. I love this passage that was read to us today from Deuteronomy as it amplifies so many of the themes that shape us as an organisation. Deuteronomy 10, 12 to 13. So now, O Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you, only to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his decrees, that I am commanding you today for your own well-being. The origin of this great commandment to love the Lord your God and your neighbour as yourself was the Jewish Shema. And this is a call to hear this command to love and for this love to infuse every part of our lives in all of our interactions at home, at work and in the wider community. Living spiritually conspicuous lives Where we're intentionally sharing our faith and our love of Jesus. The Shema that God requires of us is spelled out in these two verses that we just read the fear of the Lord, recognizing God's holiness and power, walking in his ways, following God, imitating him, loving God, a holistic devotion um, from the heart serving God, being co-creators with God of all that he is doing in the world. And fifth, observing God's laws and commands, obeying him, keeping those commands. And why? Why are we asked to live out this Shema? The following verses, 14 and 15. Although heaven and the heaven of heavens belong to the Lord your God, the earth with all that is in it, yet the Lord set his heart in love on your ancestors alone, and he chose you, their descendants after them, out of all of the peoples as it is today. That's the reason to live out this Shema because this all-powerful creator God, he chose to not remain distant and aloof, but he chose to come amongst us and to set his heart in love on us. He chose us. He set his people apart and he wanted a sign that they belonged to him. For the Jews, this included the physical sign of circumcision... But God also called for a circumcision of the heart. So apart from the physical sign of circumcision, God also calls for a circumcision of our hearts. In verse 16, a person's identity, their allegiance, their values, where they belong and to whom they belong, it should be obvious to everybody around us. The way that we live, the choices that we make, the way that we love God and love our neighbours It should tell people to whom we belong. And it's not just because God commands it, but it's because God is worthy. Verses 17 and 18, The Lord your God is God of gods and the Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who is not partial and takes no bribes, who executes justice for the orphan and the widow and who loves the stranger's the refugees, providing them food and clothing. What a gobsmacking description of God. After his power, the first way that he is described is a God of deep compassion, a God of justice, of love and of provision. And verse 19, you shall also love the stranger for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. God chose to pour out his love. He showed them mercy. He cared for them and as recipients of that grace and love and care we are called to do the same for those who find themselves as refugees here in our land. This passage paints a picture for us of how we are to live. Shema. But it also introduces the Hebrew concept of shalom. Shema And Shalom go hand in hand. They are both interconnected and I would go so far as to say that we find deep meaning and joy and purpose in our lives and we bring the most honour and glory to God when our Shema brings Shalom into the world. When Afghanistan fell to the Taliban two years ago, 3,000 Afghan evacuees landed in Melbourne many of them with only the clothes on their backs. We were in the middle of lockdown, and we were only allowed to travel within five kilometres of our homes. We received a call from one of the government settlement services, desperate because um, all of their supplies were stuck in Sydney, and the wheels of bureaucracy were turning very slowly. And so I received this desperate call saying, we need clothes and shoes for 2,000 people by one o'clock tomorrow. Oh, wow. Can you help? Well, after contacting some churches in our networks and obtaining a permit to travel beyond five kilometres, the next day we were able to travel by several pickup points, including one here in um, near Northgate. And collect clothes and shoes that had been generously gathered and donated, as well as $16,000 worth of grocery vouchers that would then feed these newly arrived evacuees for the next few months. These churches were living out their God given mandate to care for the poor and welcome the stranger. And the only reason they were able to do that is because they were already ready. They were in a position, ready to welcome when the need arose. Or earlier this year, when I received a call from an Iranian church in Melbourne that had been working tirelessly to rescue an Iranian pastor and his family who'd been in hiding in Turkey after being imprisoned and tortured for their faith... They were finally granted visas to come to Australia and we were asked if we could find this family of eight accommodation um, for the following day um, for the next two months in Melbourne. Again, after a couple of calls, two homes were generously offered up that could house, this family could move in and start to heal from the trauma that they had experienced. Embrace Sanctuary Australia is the connector that's equipping and educating and empowering people to be this people of welcome, of generous hospitality, to create these little glimpses of life, places of sanctuary, and hope. Shalom. Mark chapter 12, verse 30 to 31 says this, Love the Lord your God with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbour as yourself. Some of those evacuated from Afghanistan two years ago were the entire national women's Afghan soccer team. Um, Their lives had been threatened because under the Taliban, as women, they were deemed uh, not appropriate um, as they played soccer. So, one of these young teenagers whose life had been threatened and that of her family, she had to leave her entire family behind. When she arrived here in Australia, she needed knee surgery, as many soccer players do, um, and we were able to arrange pro bono knee surgery, as well as 12 months of sports physio rehab, also pro bono. Um, and week by week, members of a local church congregation faithfully picked up this young girl and traversed the city with her, taking her backwards and forwards to appointments. Um, it wasn't easy, This young woman was traumatised, didn't speak a word of English, she'd been ripped away from her family, she was a Muslim in a strange place, and yet this church did it lovingly and faithfully and willingly. She has been embraced by this community. And often, she now accompanies me when I go and speak in schools, and she shares in her halting English parts of her story um, with a a lot of help from Google Translate. Isaiah 58, to 9 Is not this the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked, cover them and do not hide yourself from your own flesh. Then shall your light break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then shall they call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, hear I am. Or John 14, verse 12, Whoever believes in me will do the works that I do. Love God and love neighbour. Neither can breathe without the other. If we claim to love God but hate our neighbour, the love of God is not in us. At its most basic, the Hebrew shalom is a picture of life in all of its fullness. It's completeness, wholeness, peace, safety, welfare, rest, harmony, justice. It's the way things ought to be. It's the restoration of broken relationships. It's being in right relationship with God, with our neighbour, and the earth that he has given us. There's a Zulu word I learnt while living in South Africa, and it's called Ubuntu. I am because you are, and you are because I am. We cannot be fully human. We cannot be all that God has created us to be, while another person, any other person, is lacking in any other way while anyone else is in pain or suffering or without, while another person is not able to live up to their full God-given potential to be all that he created them to be, then we cannot fully be who God created us to be. We can't be right in ourselves because we're all connected. Each of our lives, our choices, impacts on the lives and well-being of those around us. This concept is even found in our passage today. Look at verse 13. Keep the decrees to love and bring justice. I am commanding you. Hear this for your own well-being. We cannot be completely well, completely whole, unless we live this way, loving God and loving neighbour. Jesus teaches his disciples to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's calling us to pray for God's kingdom here on earth, God's kingdom of peace and justice and abundance here now. And this is what's so amazing about this God, this God of shalom, God of justice and wholesome peace, is that he asks us, to work out with him what this shalom, what this new world looks like. Listen to John 14, verses 12 to 14. This is Jesus speaking. He says, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing, will do even greater things than these. We are given the same work to do as Jesus, a divine collaboration. Can you believe it? And what is this work? Jesus' proclamation for ministry in Luke 4.18. It's the gospel. It's the good news. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Shalom. Word and action together, not one without the other. The latest statistics from the UNHCR reveal that there are now over 108.4 million people who have been forcibly displaced from their homes and needing safety. If all of those people were gathered in one place, that would be the 14th most populous country on earth. Embrace Sanctuary Australia is seeking to meet this humanitarian crisis head-on with this vision of Shalom. A whole of life flourishing, a safety and peace. God's Shalom breaks into earth every time, wherever his people are, wherever his people are loving God and loving their neighbours. When we live lives of justice and mercy and generous welcome, by doing this, we are co-creators with God of this new heaven and earth. Over the past year, um, I've developed the Welcome Home Project in collaboration with Neighbour and a set of resources to promote and catalyse churches across the country to adopt community refugee sponsorship. Under this community refugee sponsorship model, small groups are formed. And these small groups meet a refugee humanitarian family at the airport and they help settle them over their first 12 months in the country. They provide little glimpses of this shalom. Wide open arms of generous welcome and embrace. I'm going to share a video now. That's okay. And it'll give you a little picture of one church, one of the first churches in Australia, that received a family under this uh, refugee sponsorship scheme. And um, it'll give you a little bit of a picture of what it's been like for them. The small groups that are formed out of churches or community groups, they meet the family at the airport... And then they do all of the things that a family needs in those first 12 months of them being in the country, Um, all of the settlement things, but they do it in the context of a loving and welcoming community. Um, Over this, the course of uh, the Welcome Home Project pilot program, we trialled this method of sponsorship with six different churches and... Because of that, there are now six refugee families who are no longer in camps, um, who are either en route to Australia or have already arrived here and have been welcomed into new homes and communities. Embrace Sanctuary Australia is committed to continuing this work of educating, equipping and empowering churches and local communities to be these places of connection, generous hospitality and welcome to which these refugees can belong. It's been incredible to see the mutual transformation that takes place and continues to take place for everybody involved and to see the way that God's people are bringing his kingdom to earth here and now. And this is how the passage finishes. It finishes how it began that we should fear God, worship him and hold fast to him. He is our praise. He is our God who has done these awesome things that have been witnessed and he's blessed his people. God has made them as numerous as the stars in the heavens. So this is my challenge for each of us today and my encouragement. How can we live out our call to love? How can we live out our Shema? to bring about life in all of its abundance, shalom. We would love you to partner with us in this transformative work. We need your prayers. We need you to walk alongside us. And we need, you, we need financial partners who are willing to donate on a regular basis so that families like this can be welcomed into jo- generous communities of hospitality. Um, There are some commitment sheets on these um, clipboards that we can start passing around, actually. Um, You should have some little pencils with you. Um, But I would love it if you would like to receive some intermittent kind of prayer updates of how you can be praying for the families that are arriving and the communities that are welcoming us, or even if you would like to explore what it might mean for your church or your local community to get involved in some way in embracing a refugee family into your community. I would love to talk to you. So pop your details down there and I can um, get information out to you. Um, But we really want to partner together with churches across this country so that we can all be a part of bringing about God's kingdom here on earth, God's shalom, his sanctuary.
0: Let me pray. Our Heavenly Father, we give you great thanks for this beautiful work that Naomi is initiating and growing um, by your grace. We pray that you would strengthen her and that you would continue to speak to us here and to many churches that this way of loving our neighbour um, would be um, something that we grow in and will be for our well-being as well. And we give you great thanks for this word today. Amen.